Hello, beautiful tribe. This podcast is sponsored by Uvita. Thousands of years ago, before modern medicine proved scientific evidence for mind and body connection, the sages of India developed Ayurveda, which continues to be one of the most sophisticated, powerful mind and body health systems up to date. And I can begin to tell you, tribe, that it's about putting the power back in your hands. And the company that's helping you do that is Uvita. I've been on Uvita for a couple months now so that I can have a healthy gut and be able to clear my gut and be able to have the best digestive system that I can have. Because healing your gut allows the body to build a stronger immune system and produce the right kind of bacteria that tells your brain that it's okay to feel good. And as, as everyone knows, I'm the shaman who likes to stay lit and make sure the tribe is lit all day long. And so it's important for us to feel good in our bodies. And it's important for us to live a very healthy life. Ayurveda is a company that is doing that. They are utilizing the knowledge and understanding of Ayurveda in their company, wild harvested and organically grown herbs that they synergistically create in an Ayurvedic way to be able to give you what you need for your body to sustain health, wellness, and vitality. Everything that they have in their company is based in integrity, ethically sourced from natives who practice sustainability. And I can't begin to tell you how happy I am to share this with you and to have them be one of the sponsors for Ancient Wisdom Today podcast. Their products offer everything from immunity to healthy joints and to healthy mood and healthy digestion and a healthy body. What more can you ask for from a company that is bringing Ayurvedic understanding to the Western world in a way that is supporting us and lifting us and shifting us into the greater possibilities of who we are. So I welcome you to experience Uvita. You can even contact them by going to their website, which is www.uvita.com. And you make your first order, type in the word shaman, which is their code for the Ancient Wisdom Today podcast tribe. And you will get 35% off on your order for your first order of Uvita. But I'm telling you, the moment you start taking this product, you're going to see dramatic change in your body and the way you feel. And that is the best. And as the tribe knows, I'm all about putting the power back in your hands. So go ahead and check out Uvita and use my code SHAMAN. And until then, live healthy always and every day in your life. Love you. Human beings have been sharing stories for hundreds of thousands of years. And with those stories came the emotional, spiritual, and physical knowledge of the ancients. Shaman Durek is a third-generation shaman, an evolutionary innovator, and a women's empowerment leader. He's here to bring forth the ancient wisdom of our elders to help heal and bring happiness into our modern society. We're sharing ancient knowledge in modern times in order to put the power back in people's hands. Welcome to the tribe. Hello, tribe, and welcome to Ancient Wisdom Today podcast. And if anyone hasn't told you that you're loved and that you're cared for and that there's so much for you on this planet and for you to shine and radiate and glow and illuminate and be that beautiful being that you are and shine as bright as the most shining star, well, then let me be the first because you are extra special in the eyes of spirit. And I'm happy to be an ambassador of the light, to be able to share that wisdom and that knowledge with you and that truth. 
that it may shake off some of that nonsense that we deal with, that kind of that, that glomming energy that we get from being in the, the grind of life, right? But as we step into this place of alignment and we begin to recognize that there's this powerful surge of energy that is waiting and calling on us to, to be aware of it so that we can expand ourselves into this, this infinite knowing that we can remove those energies at any given time that we're not beholden to them and they don't need to stick upon us or hold us or trap us or limit us and suppress us in any way because we have that capacity, right? And that capacity is so powerful because it, it really allows you to recognize that, you know, you can shift any moment and all you literally have to do is change your perception. And a lot of times people will say like, well, what does it mean change your perception? It literally means look at it differently. It's a really simple, common sense, no big thrills and frills here. It's just really simple. It's just look at it differently. It's like you could look at everything in life and the emotion that you hold on to actually is what is painting the color of that experience. So literally all of life is colored in with your emotions. And a lot of times people don't realize that. So they don't realize because we are taught emotional intelligence in school, it wasn't one of a part of our curriculums of excellence that we should have been given in the first place so that we could actually operate as human beings and aren't constantly living in threat and fear of each other. So this journey, thanks to the music industry of festivals and, and you know, spiritual communities coming together and, and organic communities coming together and people who are just literally waking it up to shake it up and bringing their vibe of excellence of love and beauty and art and music and dance and intelligence has created this beautiful wellspring that allows us to actually get into that space of emotional intelligence, right? Because... If we didn't have all of these things such as art and music and dance and poetry and all of these beautiful ways that people have expressed themselves throughout time, we wouldn't have this level of emotional intelligence available to us because this planet, hate to tell you, but it's the truth, is that it wasn't geared to make you an emotional intelligent being. In fact, it doesn't want you to be emotionally intelligent. It wants you to be mentally uh, distracted and it wants you to feel bombarded with aggressive input. That is input that isn't shifting and lifting your life. It's not bringing any greater form of intelligence. It's not filling you up with this immense love and this connectivity to every one of your brothers and sisters on the planet. And it's not allowing that beautiful energy to surge through you that says, I'm okay being me. Like, I don't have to fit into any social group. I don't have to fit in. I don't have to wear a certain outfit or do my hair a certain way or speak a certain way. You know, I don't have to have certain skills that certain groups have. I get to be this individual self you know, reflective of the beauty and the energies that I represent. And then I get to radiate that to the world as me without the idea of needing someone to approve it, validate it, or give it some form of substance to clarify it as valid, right? And so 
when we get into that space and we go, whoa, wait a minute. So that whole thing we went through in school, which is like, you know, you had all those different compartmentalized groups and social behaviors and that everyone wanted to feel the same thing, but everyone was still putting themselves in boxes and check marks, right? It's that whole feeling of like, I just want to be loved and I just want to belong and I just want to be seen and I just want to be heard and I want to feel important. This is the same thing that they play on us with the whole celebrity status thing and the whole likes on your Instagram or how many followers you have and how important you may seem is based upon how popular you are. But the popularity, it's a farce, right? It doesn't exist. It's not real, right? Because why? Because the idea of popularity is like, you can, yeah, great. You can have like 1 million followers, but do you know any of those people? Do you know what makes them happy when they wake up in the morning? Or what's their favorite book? Or what is something that they went through in life that they overcame and that, you know, what is the things that make them feel triumphant and powerful? And what makes them have that little sparkle that lights up the room when they walk in? And what is the unique thing about them that is so completely different from everyone else? And it doesn't matter how many people you have following you because if you don't have that level of community and connectedness, then you just have a bunch of technological check marks and numbers and a bunch of like, you know, how do I say, you know, the, the, the Richter scale of like that, that digital number that's just telling you some fake idea of yourself being important or special because you have so many likes. Yay. What's really important and more than anything, is our emotional intelligence. It's how we're able to operate on planet Earth and still maintain an awareness of self-love, self-respect, self-dignity, understanding of who we are, right? That we don't have to change ourselves. If 40,000 people walked in the room and told you that what you created sucked, would you throw it away? Would you give it up? Would you, would you dismiss it? Would you, would, you, would you say, you know what? This wasn't for me. I thought it was going to be work. It was going to work out. You know, I thought it was going to be good for me, but it just, you know, it's just not working out for me because you decided that the value and antiquation of your own self-worth and acknowledgement is based on how many likes you have and how many times people tell you you're beautiful, how many times people tell you that you have a gift and you should go out there and live it. Like how many times someone tells you that your art is beautiful or that your writing is beautiful or that you could be an actor or a singer or an engineer or a painter or, or, or a, a scientist or whatever it may be, whatever it is. It's like we create these institutions that we go through, you know, and here I am right now. I'm like, I, I'm in Boston. My niece just graduated and I'm very proud of her, you know, and I'm watching, you know, Justin Timberlake and Missy Elliott, you know, accept their doctorate um, for, you know, their, their, their extensive um, career in music, you know, that has given them their doctorate. So they got this doctorate. Now they're doctors because they had this knowledge of music and so forth. And everybody's, you know, going around doing all of these things, getting all these degrees. But it doesn't matter how many degrees you have. And it doesn't matter what's on paper. Because what matters is you could be the most smartest person in the world. You, have, you could have had gone to Harvard, Yale, Oxford. You could have the most amazing degrees under your belt. But if you don't know yourself and you don't know where to take that knowledge and that wisdom and when to apply it in life, then you just know a lot of stuff, right? You just know a lot of stuff. 
However, the substance of that, the degree of awareness of how that could be utilized, not in the me, but in the we, right, becomes diminished because the antiquation of your value is on a piece of paper. Yay, I graduated from this college and look at me. Who cares? What have you done with that energy? Because that's all it is. It's just energy, knowledge and words calculations of information that have created a synthesis of gathering both alchemical and substance needed to be able to create a desired effect in the world of matter. So anything that we have, any word that we have, any sentence we have, any paragraph we have, is those sentences, are those words, are those paragraphs, are they building something? And not just for you, because you're not the only one who shares this planet. There's animals on this planet. There are insects on this planet. There are thousands and thousands of species on this planet. We are not the only species, everyone. As much as I know everyone likes to believe that the human race, you know, you know, is the race, but there are other types of species and it's probably good time that we get to know them and how we can support them and support our ecosystem and support ourselves to thriving and being able to coexist and cohabitat and, and live together, right? And so if we're not acknowledging these things and we're not acknowledging the trees and the animals and all of these things, and so everything that we do is just very self-serving, then those things diminish and they die out. They die out. And, 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 and the key is, the reason why we have been pushing the envelope of technology and corporations and all the things that you see in the world is being pushed by ego. It's being pushed not by the ego that's intelligent ego, which is the part that has been moved up into the heart space, which is in the place of lifting and shifting and, and, and allowing lit leaders to walk with you without feeling threatened by their greatness right? Because we all have a table of greatness that we are supposed to eat from and share with each other. I don't want to be the only person on the planet who's great. I want you all to be great and powerful and amazing and wonderful so that when I look at you, we're all reflections of each other's greatness, right? And so like sometimes a lot of times people will say, oh my God, Shaman Dirk, you're so amazing. Shaman Dirk, you're so amazing. Da, da, da. And what I'm really saying is what you're really saying is you're amazing and you're looking through me as the looking glass, but it's really reflecting back the truth in your own being. If you can tell me I'm amazing, then you better be sure to be telling yourself you're amazing. Like 20,000 times over, right? Because if you're telling me I'm amazing, you're beautiful, you're this, you're that, da, 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 and I hear it all the time, every time I'm out and doing things, people are always telling me you're so amazing, you're so smart, you're so this, you're so that, and I appreciate it. And I'm not saying that I don't, but what I'm saying is if you say those things to me, then you better be saying 20,000 times more to yourself. Because if you're giving me more amazings and greats and wonderfuls and beautifuls and all that more than you give yourself, there's an imbalance happening. You're utilizing me for your reward. I'm going to say that again because I really want you to get it, tribe. You're utilizing me for your reward. Everything you're saying to me is what your soul is waiting for you to say to yourself. And I get emotional thinking about that. It's a very emotional thing for me to know that you would say all these beautiful things to me and your little soul, your creator inside, that God inside of you, that little boy, that little girl is saying, how come you don't say those things to me? How come you don't tell me? 
those beautiful things? How come you don't treat me like that? You roll the carpet out. You do all these things for everyone around you. You don't do that for me. That's how we get into understanding the intelligent nature of our being. Is that you can go around and people please people all you want, but you're also one of them. And if you're not, if you're people pleasing people and that's like your full-time job, and I'm going to call it a job because it's not your full-time love or it's not your full-time service because it's a job. You're doing it because you need aqua. You're doing it to get paid. And you're getting paid by hoping because that's all you can do because you can't put a full uh, understanding of clarity that you're going to get exactly what you're putting out. You just can't. You can't. You can't quantify that. You don't know if people are going to, because you took them out to dinner, that they're going to take you out to dinner. You don't know that. You can't, you can't literally say with full fact that that is going to happen. So you have to know that every time you people please, you may actually end up with nothing given back. And are you okay with that? Can you sleep at night with that? Or do you go to this very um, place that a lot of people like to go, which is lacking emotional intelligence, you go to the place of, I need to cut this person out of my life, or they don't care about me, or I can't believe I did all these things for them and they did nothing for me. Well, you know what? No one has to do anything for you. No one owes you anything. If someone chooses to give to you because you give to them, Great. But if they don't and you have an expectation that they should, that's because you're empty. That's because you're looking for your food. You're looking to get fed. You're looking for someone to pay you your due of that which you have surrendered, sacrificed, and given away without consciously checking in with the part of you that needed all of that for you. Now, I'm not saying that you can't go around and, and help people and do these things, but if you're, if you're, if you have an empty, uh, you know, like, you know, when you're in a car and you're driving and like you have full tank and then you got like this empty tank. And if your needle is like, and you're on the empty and you're still giving away, I have to like take a pause and ask you, are you crazy? Are you crazy? Because you crazy. You crazy. Do you understand? That's the, that's the meaning of real crazy. See, crazy isn't like being crazy because that's like freedom. Do you understand what I'm saying? That's creative expression. Crazy is when you're on empty and you're still trying to give something away in hopes that someone's going to feed you. That's cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs, okay? That is a cuckoo for the Cocoa Puff. Okay, that's cuckoo, 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 cuckoo for the cuckoo puff. That's it, a cuckoo, 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 cuckoo for the cuckoo puff. That's a cuckoo, 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 cuckoo for the cuckoo puff. It's a cuckoo, 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 cuckoo for the cuckoo puff. Cuckoo for the cuckoo puff. You understand? It's a cuckoo for the cuckoo puff. You get that? So when you go into that space, just be like, people say, well, you know what? I give away everything. 
and I give so much and I have nothing left and like no one gives back to me and I feel like no one cares about me and people don't love me and be like, cuckoo for the cuckoo puff. Just say, cuckoo for the cuckoo puff. I said, I said, I said, I said, cuckoo for the cuckoo puff. I said, I said, I said, I cuckoo for the cuckoo puff. Cuckoo, 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 cuckoo for the cuckoo puff. You got the cuckoo, cuckoo, cuckoo for the cuckoo puff. You got the cuckoo, cuckoo, cuckoo for the cuckoo puff. Cuckoo for the cuckoo puff. Cuckoo for the cuckoo puff. Just remember, because that's what you're doing. So anytime you get to the place where you're like on empty and you're like still giving stuff away, you've got like no money in the bank, but you're still giving stuff away. I don't know. I hear some religious people are like, well, you have a dollar. You just got that one dollar. And that homeless person comes up to you. The way you show faith in God is you give that dollar to that homeless man. Because you're going to get it back. Cuckoo for the cuckoo puff. Just you get that in your head. Because I want, yeah, the reason why I see I do it like that, because I want you to, I want it to wind up in your head. So that every time you get into that state where you start giving things away when you don't have anything to be given away, cuckoo for the cuckoo puff. Okay? That's what I want you to hear in your head. And when you hear that cuckoo for the cuckoo puff, you stop. And you stop and you take inventory. And you know what take inventory is? Let me tell you what take inventory is. And you know when you work in it, like when I was young, I used to work in this store called The Body Shop. And every night, my boss would make me take inventory, okay? That means I had to go through and see what kind, how much products we have to put on the shelves and what we have in storage and what we have out on the floor, okay? And if there were products that we did not have, then we would check the log to see if we have ordered them, when they're going to come in, so that we had what we needed for the people who are going to come the next day. That's called taking inventory. Now, why do people take inventory in stores? Because if there's nothing on the shelf, okay, no one is going to come into the store. Do you understand? So they take inventory to see what they have to give away. Now, no store is going to have empty shelves. So they always make sure they have storage. Backup. Storage. So if you're giving energy away, be it emotionally, mentally, physically, meaning through money or doing things or giving all your energy away to everyone, whatever it may be, however you choose. If you're like a person and you're healing people all the time, whatever. And I catch myself doing that too. I check in. I'm like, oh, I'm doing healing and healing and healing and healing and healing and healing. And oh, and I haven't got a massage and I didn't eat this and I didn't do that and da 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 da. And then I hear cuckoo for the cocoa puff and I stop. I stop because I see the cuckoo bird coming. And the cuckoo bird's dancing all around me. And the cuckoo bird's going, are you crazy? Are you crazy? You are putting us in danger. You know, like in the old, those old films, like with the robot, you know, what was it? The, what was it? The space, the space family, you know, that we would go into outer space, the family Robinson, and they'd be like, danger, Robinson, danger, Mr. Robinson. Okay, that's the cuckoo for the Cocoa Puff. If that cuckoo for the Cocoa Puff bird comes around you, know you are doing something that is harming you. If money comes in and you have bills and you're taking your bills and paying and taking one, everyone out to dinner and splurging on all kinds of things, but you have not paid off all your bills, Okay, because remember what paying bills are. It's also part of emotional intelligence. An emotional intelligent person creates well-being. 
Like, like, let me get clear. Like, health and wellness is not what people think it is. Okay. Health and wellness is not your Lululemons and your hot yoga mats and your like amazing drinks you're drinking. I mean, yeah, you can drink the bulletproof coffee. You can do everything you want, like whatever it is. But true health and wellness is creating sustenance sustainable sustenance for your being. And that doesn't mean material-wise. It means emotionally. You're not feeling good emotionally when you know you have no money in the bank, when you don't feel like you can pay your bills and you're afraid you can't get your rent paid or your mortgage, or you can't take that family vacation and your kids can't have that vacation because you've just been constantly just dancing with the cuckoo bird. You understand? Because you're not building that emotional intelligence. Emotional intelligence isn't just about us being aware of our emotions and not letting them take over us. It's also being aware of the emotional part of us that feels that we have to be accepted and we have to fit in and we have to do as, the, as everyone else is doing and buy what everyone else is buying and act as everyone else is acting without recognizing our own autonomy and our own divinity, our own sanctuary from within. So you could have a lot of material things. I know a lot of wealthy people who are cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs, okay? They may have millions of dollars. They're still cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs because they've given, they have all this money, but they're short in the department of, of, of love. They've emptied their love tank. You think it's a, you, you could have, look, you could be looking and going, oh my God, look at Madonna, look at this person, look at that person, oh my God, look at Lady Gaga, oh my God, look at, look at all these different people, and they have this, they're rolling bling and ding and bling and ding and ding, bling, boom, bada bing, da bing, a bing, a bing, bing, rolling, 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 icing, 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 rolling, 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 icing, 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 bling, the bling, the bling, ding a ling a ding a ding a ding a ding, bling a bling a bling, and you're like, oh my God, look at them, they're living this fabulous house, and the Kardashians, and they got this, they got that. Don't be fooled. They got bills. And some of them, they do what I, what I call, it's called rich pretending. It's, I have tons of bills that are like millions and millions of dollars, but you're not going to know that because I'm not putting that on social media. <laughs> I'm only going to put on social media that which looks good, baby. Okay, where well, you see me rolling, living it up, living large. You know what I'm saying? Walking the walk. Got my 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 uh Manolos. I got my I got my Louis Vuittons. I'm rolling in my suits and I got my Rolex and my gold watches and I'm blinging, bling the bling, the bling a bling a ding ding, bling a bling a bling a bling a ding ding. That's what you see, but that's not what's really going on. That's what's not going on at all. You see, because a lot of people are not showing you what's going on behind the scenes. They're so much wanting to please their quote unquote fans, okay? Which is too much because they need fans. I'll just go bring one to the house and plug it in and turn it on, you know what I'm saying? But like they're trying to do that. And yet at the same time, they're not taking care of themselves. So that's why you see them going, trying to commit suicide and going to all these different places. Don't be fooled. Emotional intelligence is a person who's emotionally intelligent. An emotional intelligent person is about creating self-preservation. That means I am not going to empty everything I have to make you love me. 
to make you like me, to be considered something that you can like and, and feel good about and tell all your friends about and that, oh, I'm amazing and all this kind of stuff when I'm suffering, but I'm pretending to do all these things in hopes that you'll do it back for me to pay me back instead of realizing that entitlement is a real thing and that nobody owes you anything, right? Like when you get an Uber, the Uber driver doesn't owe you anything. So check yourself. Be kind. Be nice. Be a human being. That ain't your butler. That's not your driver. You don't own them. They're checking in to make, it's an exchange. Have some respect. When the person's serving you food, they don't owe you anything. They're just here to bring the food to your table. Have some respect for the kindness of them to be able to be so courteous and kind to you. No one owes you anything. You go to Whole Foods and you leave your cup on the table. No one has to pick your cup up. You see, we have to understand people get so entitled in that understanding because they don't have emotional intelligence because they think, well, if I do this and I do this and I do this and I do this, then I should be get this and get this and get this and get this. And we can't operate in that way anymore because that has to come to an end. You see, because the cuckoo bird be playing all day, but the cuckoo bird, right, is going to make everything go away. So I'm going to say that again. The cuckoo bird be playing all day, but the cuckoo bird will make things go away. Lack, scarcity, all of that comes from lack of emotional intelligence. Someone can say, you made me feel this way. You made me feel that way. No, baby. I just showed up as me. As me. And if me is making you go through all kinds of changes, then you had a choice to choose which emotion out of the billions of emotional decidings that you could have, you know, all of the different emotions that you could have decided on, you chose the one that made you feel like crap. That's, that's on you. You could have said, you know what? You don't make me feel like crap. You're making me face things and that's love. And I'm just going to see that from a place of love. But see, again, remember I told you in the beginning of this share, perception, what's colors in perception is your emotions, how you choose to feel, how you choose to operate in that feeling space. If you are living in a way where you are creating emotions in your life that are not filled with lit juice, if your emotions don't have in them the sound of choo-choo, you don't hear the lit train come into you to stop, to pick you up because the things that are coming out of your mouth, that means your emotions are poisonous. Okay, your emotions are being a detriment to yourself, both to your health, to your emotional well-being, to your psychological well-being, and to your spiritual evolution. There is this kind of a cascading that human beings like to sit under, where they like to make everyone responsible for their emotions, and then complain and complain and, and be a drain, and, and, and basically point the finger at every single person that upsets them and triggers them, when in fact, no one's triggering you. No one's doing anything to you. God, take yourself off the pedestal for one second and just hear what I have to say. No one's doing anything to you. You're doing it all to yourself. You're the one who's creating the triggers. You're, 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 you are literally, when people say you're, 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 you're firing off my triggers, no, you're the one firing off your triggers, baby, okay? You're the one who's firing off your triggers. And you know why you're firing off your triggers? Because you have given too much of yourself 
You have nothing else to give. You have an entitlement that thinks I should give you something because of what you've given me. That's a choice that I get to make when I want to pour into your vessel or not. No one owes you anything. So if you did it for that reason, that's on you, babe. You don't like the things that I'm saying. You don't like the way that I feel. That's because you're choosing to perceive it in such. Because you're taking your emotions, which are not clarified in love and litness and filled with lit juice with the choo-choo train coming to get you. You're taking your stagnant, moldy emotions, okay? Because that's where they are. They're in the lower density, moldy and stagnant, moldy and stagnant, all like down in there, right? And you're taking those emotions and you're throwing them on the table of your perception. So every time you're looking at something, you're taking the and throwing it into your perception and you wonder, and you put mud in your eyes, what do you think you're going to see? You know, you put mud, go reach into the earth and get all this mud, just rub it in your eyes, take some poo-poo, rub some poo-poo in your eyes too. You know, maybe you want to take some other things that you, that, that, you know, just stuff, just nasty stuff. Just put a bunch of nasty stuff in your eyes. Put it up in the cracks in the eyes, in the corners of your eye, rub it all in there. And now look at the world and tell me what you see. You're going to see things you don't like because your window of perception is dirty. I'm going to say it again, my loves, because we must come into this deep heart space with this knowledge. Let these words be the, the bridge that builds you to this higher place of your being that is able to radiate, glow, shine, and illuminate life on earth in words, actions, and thought. When your window of perception is dirty, you see nothing but dirt and you act upon that dirt and you respond to that dirt and everything you do becomes dirty, muddy and dirty and disgusting because you have looked out incorrectly. You did not look out the window of perception with unconditional love with laughter, with joy, with sparkle, with magic. You did not look out the window of perception with high-level energy that says possibility exists in every fragment of space that I see. Possibility is glowing and shining in every atom that is in front of me that is radiating doorways of new perception, new ideas new bridges in which to cross into other dimensions of thought, reality, and experience, where the world that you knew is no longer because you were able to open a window that walked you across a bridge into another way of looking at the world, and therefore new people showed up, new opportunities showed up, all kinds of things showed up for you. And you know why? You know why? Because you were ready for it to show up because you were holding the frequency of that dimension already in your being. That is what it means to take a quantum leap. But to get to that level of recognition of truth and divinity that is possible for you to take that beautiful key of awareness and open up that door of limitlessness, you've got to have 
good emotional intelligence. You have to understand that what is going on emotionally inside of you has to be lifted and shifted into a place that the colors in your crayon, in your coloring crayon, in your, in your crayon box, right? All your crayons are not muted colors. There's bright pinks and blues and greens and luscious yellows and wonderful tones that, that set your perception to create a kaleidoscope, an energy frequency that allows perception and understanding and choice to build the bridge to new life. Hmm? People will always say, mm, you know, and the way the world looks today and, you know, all the pain and the suffering I see and the pollution and the, and, you know, and the, and the people are just getting, they're just getting worse. And the, you know, things are just getting more darker and, you know, and everyone is just still sleeping and everyone is fighting and everyone has indifferences. And, and, and I said, if you would please just for a second, take your muddy, dirty ass out of my house. You are messing up my carpets with this nonsense. You are dirtying up my walls. You are staining my couch. Do you think I have that going on here? Let me explain something to you. You're not going to throw up on my shoes, okay? So you have a choice. You can either, one, let's transmit a frequency into your being that allows all that dirt and all that nastiness and that crud to be liquefied and lifted and shifted into a higher frequency that has, you know, different colors. Let me go through your crayon box, okay? Let me get your crayon box out. And let's take a look at what kind of crayon colors you've been coloring your life in with. Let's see. You have, you got a nice red in there, okay? And you got some beautiful, you got a blue one, you got a green one, you got a magenta one. Okay, now, but see, this is the problem here. You have more dark colored crayons than your colored crayons that are vibrant and filled with life. These dark ones over here, you can play with them. You can mix them in, but you can't mix too many of them. Okay? Now, why? Because even if you want to go into the darkness, you got to add some color into it. So that you can see things. You know, I, I love going into the darkness. I, I you know, I, I literally am a shadow dancer. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, like a being that loves to just dance in the field of darkness. I love it. I'm like, you know, this amoeba that goes to the dark, deep oceans and I'm glowing, I'm glowing and I'm glowing and I'm moving through. I love it. But you know why I love it? Because I'm not going into the darkness dark. I'm going into the darkness glowing with colors and lights and beautiful sparkles and shimmeries and all kinds of magical glitter moving through me. So when I'm this beautiful being moving through the darkness, you see, the darkness sees me because it knows, wow, he's in here. He's in the darkness. He's not affected by us, but he's shining his own light. We can't get, we can't mess with him. He's navigating this world. And that's what I do. You see, that is the path of the shaman. That is what we do. But I'm not going to go into the darkness dark. So I'm not going to have my color crayon box filled only with dark colors, baby. You have to brighten it up, lighten it up, tighten it up. 
Okay, you got to go through this cram box and go, okay, I've got too many blacks, too many dark browns, too many dark colors. Half your coloring box is black and brown and all these muted colors. Take out half of them, leave a couple of them in there because it's okay for you to go into the darkness, but go into the darkness as the light, as the color, as the sparkle, as the glitter, as the unicorn, as the shining, glimmering beam of this beautiful opalescent being that is moving through the darkness and shining its glimmer into the darkness that nothing can touch you. You become untouchable. No darkness can touch you. They get close to you. They get scared because they're afraid they're going to get sucked into the light and turn back into their original form. They move right away from you. Just step aside. You just kind of move right through the crowd. Nothing's going to touch you. You become unscathed. You're like a diamond that falls into tar and you pull that diamond out and not one smidge or smudge is on that diamond. Because why? Because the prism of your soul won't let it be. Dirty. That is when we talk about getting into a space of emotional intelligence. We recognize that the emotional intelligence that we speak of, the divinity of, the transformation of, lives in the perception that is painted in with our emotions. But to keep my emotional being feeling good and lit, I'm not going to be running around begging people for food and hoping that someone's going to feed me and, and just emptying all my bank account and getting rid of all the things I have in hopes that someone loves me enough because I gave them so much they're going to give back to me. I'm not living in this entitlement. I'm not having the cuckoo bird dance with me every time I wake up in the morning to the time I go to bed. I take inventory, not inventory because I need to take inventory to see what I'm giving out to people. I give inventory to see what I'm feeling into myself. Because I can give people all day, but if I'm going to give people all day, then the floodgates better be open and flowing and growing because that is how I replenish me to be able to be something I can give to you and pour into your vessel. So the floodgates have to stay open. So whatever that means, that's what has to happen. So if I'm giving away more than the floodgates are open, I'm out of balance. And that's when you see poverty consciousness, scarcity. That's when you see people have money problems. That's when you see people are not able to sustain self-preservation. That's when they're, they're looking at money and going, this and that. And don't get me wrong. I catch myself into those places. I have an addiction for buying kimonos, okay? Even just today, I'm at my friend's house, a beautiful tribal members who opened their doors to me and, and let me in their home, okay? Charlotte and her, uh, her lovely man, Lance, and opened their doors because I was here for my niece's graduation here in Boston. And they said, you know, why don't you come stay in our house? We'll, we'll give you a place to sleep and we'll feed you nice vegan food and we'll nurture you and take care of you. And if you need us to drive you somewhere, let us support you and help me. And that is, that is a, that they, they didn't have have to do that but that was the kindness of their heart you see that's the kindness of their heart and i don't have i don't owe them anything to give them anything back but the nature of my being is i am a giver the nature of my being is i know only how to give 
that is who I am. So I always have to floodgate those things in. But there are times where I don't floodgate it in. And then I get a phone call from my team that's going, uh-uh, mm-mm, nope. You're overdoing it with the kimonos, shaman. We love you, but there's too many kimonos. You need to kind of take it down a notch until you create more flow for all that you keep giving out. So it's a balance. So I'm not saying that I'm the master of this. What I'm saying is we are on the journey of this beautiful, beautiful knowledge that is right? And there's times where, I'm ma- where I am mastering it and there's times where I'm not mastering it. And the thing is, that's the great thing about life, you see, is that we, we, we're, we're in this to get our PhD. We're not in this to get our, our associates or our bachelors, okay? So I'm going to have my doctorate, right? Like I was talking earlier about Justin Timberlake and, and Missy Elliott at the, my niece's graduation, right? They got their doctorate because they became really good at doing music. They didn't even go to school to get that doctorate. They just got it. Well, I'm talking about getting it from the spirit world, right? Because I'm getting my doctorate in the understanding of self-preservation, right? And I know all of you can do the same because we should. Why wouldn't we want to be a tribe of lifted leaders, right, that are able to be in self-preservation, sustainable Love, sustainable health, sustainable prosperity, sustainable, not drainable, but sustainable, not drain, right? We're not drainable, sustainable. Let's get clear on that. We're not drainable. We're sustainable. That means it's constant, always present, always there. That is the vision for the tribe. That is why I'm sharing this with you because I know we have the capacity to do it. But we can't keep being poor spiritual. And not just in finances, but in emotions and in our mind. In all aspects, it's all encompassing. I don't want to hear any more tribal brothers and sisters writing me and saying, I don't have, I can't pay my bills, I don't have this, I don't have that. Because you are not sustainable, you're drainable. You've got to learn emotional intelligence. You have to get into the space of sustainable for the sake, not just of yourself, but for the planet itself. When we operate out of the field of awareness of lack, limitation, and scarcity, we then overconsume our resources on the planet. This behavior takes a toll on the ecosystem because we want to fill in all of the vacuous areas inside of our being where we are not creating sustainable preservation within ourselves, within the nurturing and the love in which we can provide for ourselves because we are creators, conscious creators. Uh, We are quantum creators. So when we are out of balance, We then act according to that imbalance with just discord. When I say just discord, that means discord that we don't even recognize we're getting into, but it actually affects our planet. Because the more we consume and consume and consume, then more factories and more businesses and more organizations that want to keep supplying that vacuous hole inside of you because you're not filling it up with sustenance 
and self-preservation through emotional intelligence that the earth has to suffer and get robbed and pillaged and raped and beat and ripped open for our self-negligence. That's a situation we need to really look at. That's a situation that requires some, some observation and examination from the heart. Don't you think? Doesn't, don't you think it just requires a little bit of examination and observation from the heart, right from the heart, right from that, that beautiful, glowing, beautiful, beautiful heart that also wants to expand and can't expand if our mother Gaia is suffering because we're asking Gaia to produce more than Gaia can produce then it leads us to genetic reprogramming of the nature codes, which are the natural coding system that Gaia has put into place to sustain us. And then we think with our arrogant behaviors that we can just go in and change it because we run out of the resources because Gaia can't provide those resources as quick as we're trying to take them. So then what? We go in and manipulate Gaia's code? And you wonder why people are showing up with all kinds of sicknesses that doctors can't even diagnose. Why every single person in a restaurant is, is allergic to everything, including their clothes. Person told me, I'm allergic to grass, I'm allergic to trees, I'm allergic to gluten, I'm allergic to nightshades, I'm allergic, you know, I'm allergic to cotton. I'm allergic, I have to wear a certain type of, um, certain type of material now because of cotton, I'm allergic to cotton, so I get these rashes on my body. I'm, in fact, I'm allergic to the soap I wear, I'm allergic to, you know, the, the, the house that I'm living right now. There's these, these things in my home that I don't know what it is, but I'm allergic to it as well, and it's just causing me these rash all over my body. It's just terrible. I'm allergic to the animals, and I had to give my dog up, I had to send my dog you know, to, to, you know, for someone to take my dog. And because I was allergic, I woke up one morning and all of a sudden I was allergic to my dog. I don't know what's going, what's going on. I just all of a sudden got allergic to my dog. You know, just, you know, I'm allergic. I'm allergic to the air now. I can't breathe. I have to be put into an oxygen tank. I'm allergic to the goddamn air. Damn it. I'm allergic to the air. Shit. Shit. I'm allergic to the air. I mean, can you imagine? Well, that's what's going to happen. If we keep raping and pillaging our mother, because we do not know how to create self-preservation through emotional intelligence by coloring in our perception of life, then we are going to be a desolate, barren human being because we will not even be able to breathe the air because we'll be allergic to it. The wind hits you and you die. Really? That's what, we're, that's what, we're, that's what we want to create? I don't think so. And I'm sorry, but the lit train isn't stopping at that station. In fact, I will use all my powers and open up a portal and take us into another dimension before that stuff takes place because that's just crazy. The cuckoo bird will be dancing all over the place and no one can breathe the air. That's not cute. Nobody wants to see cuckoo bird dancing and you can't even breathe. You have an oxygen tank and the oxygen is making you sick. Everything's making you sick. You can't take a bath anymore because the water in the shower is making your skin boil up. Because why? Because you decided that you had to keep consuming a bunch of things instead of take care of yours. You know, uh, I, I have a beautiful friend, Luke Story, he said something to me one day. And, you know, and, I, and I took it to heart and I'm still taking it to heart. He said, Dirk, 
He said, I got to a place in my life where I got tired of debt. And so I decided what I was going to do is I was going to make sure that everything I do from now on, I'm not lending anyone money. I'm not paying, paying people's dinners. I'm not doing any of these things. What I'm going to do is pay off all my debt. That's where my money's going. And once I'm debt free, I'm going to feel so good that I'm going to get a house and I'm going to do these things. And I'm going to do this. And I'm going to feel so good inside. And he called me up on the phone. He said, Dirk, I sent the check. I'm debt free. I, I mean, if you could say jello, I was straight up jello. It was like all kinds of colors. I was like, whoa, bro, I'm super jello. He goes, you don't have to be. He goes, you are a shaman. You know what to do. And you know what? He was right. And that level of understanding, which was like, it wasn't about him needing to get likes or be valued by other people for him to keep expending everything that he had until he had nothing and was chalked up in so much debt and complaining and, and being draining and, and, and taking dark color crayons and painting his world in and seeing through poo-poo glasses and all kinds of things. No, 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 no. And the cuckoo bird dancing around him got so tired he fell down. Yeah, because, you know, sometimes a cuckoo bird just, you know, has to take a break. Cuckoo bird be dancing every day and you didn't listen. Every time, you heard, every time the cuckoo bird tried to say something, they say, cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs, cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs, and you didn't get the message, all of a sudden you're like, ah, oh, I'm filing bankruptcy. Cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs, cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs. Oh, my God, I filed bankruptcy and I, I just lost everything. I lost the house, I lost everything. Cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs, cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs. I mean, get the message. The cuckoo bird has been dancing around you and you just watching everything go out the door. The cuckoo bird fell down. It got tired. Enough is enough. We deserve tribe. We deserve sustainable self-preservation. And so does Gaia. We make it right with us. We make it right with our mother. And I can't begin to tell you how good that's going to feel when the earth is able to restore that which was already taken in enough time to supply us with what we need where we're not operating from this place of scarcity and fear and being greedy and fighting and having all of these imbalances and intolerances because we're trying to change the system by changing dynamic codes and structures and DNA forms and all kinds of things and thinking that we're going to get away with it. And then everyone starts waking up and being like, women's like, I can't get pregnant. I have to do IVF. I can't do this. I can do that. Da, da, da. That's because the stress levels and the amount of change that has occurred and the things you put in your mouth and all the things that are happening is affecting you. Okay? Men's testosterone level. Let me tell you, I've been putting my balls on that red light and doing all kinds, taking all kinds of Chinese herbs and everything because everywhere I look, there's soy, 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 soy. I'm, I'm literally, I just literally call a place. And I'm like, soy. They're like, yes, soy, yes, soy, yes, soy. Is there soy? Soy, yes, soy, yes, soy. I'm like, oh my god, my balls are shrinking. You're killing me here. It's ridiculous. Stop with the soy. I need my testosterone, okay? My girlfriend likes it. I like it. I feel strong. I feel good having that balance of the estrogen and testosterone in my body. I don't need depleted testosterone in my body because you have not found a food source that supports my body and everyone else's body to have sustainable health. Stop it already. 
And it's all happening. You know why? Because again, the resources are being taken up so quickly. Everyone's trying to look for the quick fix. Everyone's trying to find the little, the quick fix, right? And everyone's getting emotionally upset inside. And so the companies are like, okay, well, this, we got to make money off of them. So let's make some, uh, let's make some cheap food over here. And let's throw some little things here. And let's throw a little bit of that in there. And let's throw this chemical. We don't know what it is, but I mean, let's throw it in there because it's, you know, it's, it's sustaining the food and it's making it possible that we can make a lot more of it. Let's feed those vacuous people who don't know how to create self-sustainable energy for themselves but they want to create self-sustainable energy for their homes. Oh, yeah, everybody goes to the sustainable conferences talking about how they sustain their homes and get the black water and those earth homes and all this kind of stuff, but you can't even sustain your own biological spacesuit. It's too much. Reality has to kick in and not just kick in, kick that door down. You know, stomp on the floor. Reality, hello, reality. Hi, reality. What's up? Um, I'm what's up. You um, have been creating sustainable buildings and sustainable this and sustainable but that. Why? You're not even going to be able to live in that building. As far as you know, you haven't created enough self-reservation for you to be able to sustain your life on planet Earth. So you've got about 25 years and that bat maybe even less. How's that for a reality check? Well. You think I'm kidding? Ask friends of mine like Paul Hawken and some of the most amazing scientists in the world what's happening right now. If we don't shift this perspective, it's time to pull up our bootstraps. It's time to get a good old hee-haw and get on the lit train, ride the lit horse, get the lit, lit juice and start revving up, right? Your self-preservation. And now you know how. So all this emotional stuff that's going on and the way you're reacting to things and all of that stuff, that's because you got color crayons in your color box, baby, that is not working for you. You know, there's some great colors you don't even know exist. There's a unicorn rainbow color. You didn't know about that, did you? Mm-hmm. There's a silver starlight. You, the colors are amazing. It's like a blue and a silver and a white sparkle. There's all kinds of cool colors that can add in the, add to the flavors and the colors of your life to, to paint in your perception so that you can perceive life in a different way and that you can start by removing yourself from this entitlement and get into what it really means to be self-sustaining. If you have bills and you're taking everyone out to dinner because you want to look good, Stop. You might need to send a letter to everybody and be like, no one, don't ask me for money, don't ask me for anything, because right now I'm going to get myself into a place where I am sustainable, okay? So that way I'm filled up, I'm debt-free, I'm done with the game of the matrix. I'm not here to be spiritually poor, and it's not just pouring money, it's pouring mind, it's pouring emotions, it's all of it. This is the moment where we get to clarify the truth from the lie. This is the moment when we get to put our hands on that steering wheel and this beautiful spaceship called Gaia that's moving through space and it's always asking us is to get our consciousness in the right place because that's what turns the wheel. When our consciousness is in the right place, that's when our hands can touch the wheel of evolution and we can steer our planet into a realm of light where we become a star nation 
like the Palladians did, like the Arcturians did, like the Andromedias did, like the Ovarians did, who created the Keshek Records. All of these majestical beings, majesty beings of majesty, who were able to flip their planet around from hurling into darkness, into the void of desolate, vacuous space, of cold region, into warmth and fire, of passion and light and divinity and starlight. We have that ability. Each and every one of us is making that decision, both individually and collectively. How we choose to place our hand on that wheel is up to us. Either you are turning that wheel and leading us into the fifth dimension for ascension, or you are turning it the other way and spiraling us down into darkness. The choice is ours. And we can level up and change this whole thing. However, we have to stop with the scarcity and being poor. And it's not cute being spiritual and poor. When I know so many billionaires and millionaires in the world who are sitting on yachts and, and, and eating caviar and doing all kinds of things, God, the list things that they do. And just think you could do that and think of the money that you could utilize and the power and the time and the mental energy and the emotional energy that you could utilize to build a more grander, more beautiful, more opulent, more pristine world built on unconditional love. That's what it means to be a lit leader. And we have each other and we can do this, but it's time to level up. It's time to color in our perception. It's time for us to have emotional intelligence and utilize it for self-preservation. I know and I am so happy that we were able to do that. And I love you. I love you, 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 I love you. Don't, don't ever think for one moment no matter what choices you've made in your life, no matter where you are, no matter whatever age you decide to call yourself, you are loved, you are needed, you're wanted, you are. And if you are, then you matter. So, Get to coloring in your life and live unicorn free. Hey tribe, I am super happy to share with you all that you can go to the shaman school. It is my new shaman school online where you can take classes, up-level yourself, upgrade your powers, learn everything from the basics of shamanism all the way up to more advanced levels where you're really accessing your powers. Because the thing is, Tribe, it's about putting the power back in your hands and we have to be ready for what's coming. And that means get everything you need to keep yourself lit and riding the lit train. You can go to www.theshamanschool.com. I look forward to sharing with you more informational tools that are going to change your life. I love you. 
Thank you so much, Tribe. I love you so much. You can follow me at Shaman Durek on Instagram. You want to level up your powers, get into the Shaman School. And you can also, if you haven't get on the newsletter, find out where I'm going to be in town and get involved with everything. Uh, you can do so. And uh, just know if you are a musician or a poet and you have anything you can put on audio, send it to my team, Sam at shamandurek.com. We will look it over. If we feel it's right for the tribe, we'll definitely put it before the podcast, before the share. I love you so much. And until next time, I'll see you later, alligator. Bye. <laughs>